0: Magical. Welcome to Magic Monday.
1: I'm Natasha Levenger.
0: And I'm Tess Whitehurst. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives.
1: It is. Yay! And this is our first podcast, which is very exciting.
0: So exciting. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> um, so we thought we could introduce ourselves since um, it is the first one. Normally, I guess we won't each time because that would be weird.
0: Too much. Yeah, too much. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to hear our story over and over. <laughs> over and over. We don't no, need
1: to. <laughs> no. Maybe the first 10 times. Um, so, Tess had the great idea since we don't yet have sponsors, although I'm sure soon they'll be just banging down the doors to get to us for sure but in the meantime we're sponsoring our podcast
0: our own we are our own sponsors so
1: should i read um uh yours first i'll I'll do yours first okay so yeah the magic monday podcast is brought to you by the good vibe tribe online school of magical arts the so the good vibe tribe has 13 self paced online magic workshops with video lessons and PDF worksheets taught by author and spiritual teacher Tess Whitehurst. It's <laughs> <That's> you. It's <laughs> <That's> me. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're with us now. And you know, I'm joking, but this is truly magical. And when I found out about it, I was like, holy crap, you're the headmistress of Hogwarts. I'll continue. Live web chats with rituals and meditations every Tuesday night. You can watch or listen on replay if you can't join live. Original affirmations every Sunday that are attuned to the energy and astrological aspects of the week, which is amazing. A supportive and inspiring private Facebook group. Life is magical. Live your magic. The Good Vibe Tribe online school of magical arts. I mean... If it weren't you, I would (laughs) want you to sponsor us. (laughs) Ah.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for that wonderful ad. Beautifully. (laughs) Thank you. Um, And now, this episode is also brought to you by my lovely and talented co host, Natasha Levenger of Highest Light Healing. Natasha is an energy reader and healer that helps people find clarity, peace, and healing through problems and concerns they are working through. Her practice has been called therapy on steroids as she addresses the issue first and then on an energy level heals whatever is ready to go. She does this by clearing out pictures in the chakras, updating energy contracts, de-energizing past lives, and much more depending on the needs of the person she's also able to speak to loved ones who have passed both of the human and animal variety that is such a valuable skill and she communicates to animals currently in body who may be having issues their humans can't seem to solve she is a kind non-judgmental listener and seer who loves to help full disclaimer it is not intended as a substitute for actual therapy so if you need dire help please seek it and I can personally attest to Natasha's amazing intuitive abilities. I was remembering that time we had lunch after I, Ted and I were in the middle of a really big fight. Do you remember that? <laughs> I
1: mean, I remember lunch, but I don't remember.
0: Um, yeah, it was that. Um,
1: Follow your heart.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, when you have a fight with your partner and then you're like, oh, I have to do this thing. And I'm like, I need to, you know, I'm going to try to pretend like everything's fine. (laughs) And I tried to pretend like everything was fine. And I said, hi, and right away, what's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was doing a good job too, pretending that everything was fine. I hope I
1: just realized lately that my, am I saying this right? My Aries is in is it Mars and Aries or Aries and Mars?
0: Well, Aries is ruled by Mars, but then you also could have your Mars, in Mars be in Aries.
1: Okay. That's, that's what I have. And I feel like most of the time I'm like very sensitive, but I think because of that dynamic, sometimes I just am like, I say things. I used to blame my mother for that because she's like, she used to, she was very blunt, but apparently that's a, um. What's not a symptom, but a characteristic of Mars and Aries. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Say
0: things. I love that, though. It makes me feel comfortable because I have a Sagittarius moon. So Uh I just like it. I don't have any. I mean, I often don't have a filter. Really? Yeah. Have you not noticed that about me? I haven't I haven't really noticed that about you either. Maybe it's because we're just both like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I don't have a filter, but I definitely am like, you know, I need to get to the chase. Cut to the mm-hmm. chase. Like I like really. to know what's happening, and I'll I'll say it.
0: You know, Brett laughs makes, at me. My that husband. actually makes me feel comfortable.
1: Oh, good. Me too. I do not want to pretend.
0: Yeah. I do not want to pretend that everything was fine. I don't even know why I thought I should. But
1: <laughs> well, you know, I understand it.
0: Because I mean, but, we didn't see each other that often. Yeah, it's like and just having lunch. Yeah, it felt like we're going on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> a road trip, you're just say it off <laughs> Just get all into it. Figure it all out.
1: Speaking of follow your heart, geez, maybe they could sponsor us because boy do I miss that
0: food. Yeah, that was so are good. And still? the portion sizes.
1: Oh the, yeah, they were good.
0: It was like you- like a family size. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was awesome.
1: Um, are you still vegan by the way? Mostly.
0: Mostly. I sometimes have dairy now. Yeah. I just, like, If I'm on the road or mostly with pizza. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Pizza's hard not to do that with. It's funny that you say that. Well, okay. We'll move on. This is just now chit chat. Just chit chat. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to have a few segments in, Mm -hmm. in our uh, magic Monday. And the first one will be the energy report, right? Maybe at yeah. some point we'll have, like, um, music attached, energy
0: report. <laughs> <laughs> you oh,
1: like
0: that did. one? <laughs> yeah, maybe we could just sample that. <laughs> I can't recreate that. We'll have to go back. Right <laughs> it's recording, so. <laughs> oh, okay, good. We'll use it's it. Inspire.
1: <laughs> um, so in this case, what, we're, what the energy report means is, um, so I see clients as um, – you gave your my the sponsorship about is that how you say that I don't know those aren't real words um anyway every week I see clients and I have noticed that there's always a theme which I oh I find so crazy. I still am just so amazed by it that like some weeks it, it's just very interesting to me um And so I thought that we could use this time too for me to talk about that because if it's happening with that many people that I'm seeing, maybe it's happening all over the place Mm to all of our listeners. Um, and this week it has been inner child work. Have you done a lot of that or any of inner
0: child? I have. Yes, I have done much inner child work. You
1: have. have. And what does that look? Well. Yeah. I'll ask you, what does that look like for you? Like, what have you done? Like journaling? It it
0: has looked many different ways. But when I think of inner child work, I think of um, meditating and doing like a visualization Mm -hmm. where I connect. I see myself as a child and I see how I'm doing and I Mm -hmm. hug myself and I give myself the approval and the parenting that I need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, or look at things when i start to feel like a child in my adult life, then I'm like, Oh, what is that? Where is the child not healed or where does the child feel like she needs to take over where yeah. maybe she'll feel more comfortable if the adult takes over in those situations. Oh, so that's interesting. Maybe, yeah. There's a lot. Of, I mean, there's, that's just some of the, the many, yeah. many forms yes. <laughs> in her yeah. child work I've done. Yeah, for
1: sure. So for this week, what I noticed, it's been really interesting that, I actually saw, I don't want to get like specific about details, obviously, because that wouldn't be nice to the clients, but many different people's child hiding in the back of their heart chakra, Mm. which I had never seen before. And it was like, wait a minute. Oh, that's interesting. And then it's like, I kept seeing it. Um, so, excuse me. So I realized that like, I mean so I did some work to de-energize the stuff and bring bring them forth but there was resistance at first it was like the child that wanted to hide and not like it was not safe to be
0: in yeah. the world
1: you know that yeah. level of inner child work and then interestingly I saw another inner child in the back of someone's um uh third chakra the solar plexus mm. So it's interesting to me that they are hiding, um, and that takes some specific work. Um, But I guess what I want to say about that is the work that I do, or I have done, and what always happens is when I see it in other people, then it's like, oh, hello, if I'm seeing it that many times, it's like, Time for me to look at
0: my inner child. You oh, know?
1: totally, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: As healers when something keeps coming up, totally.
1: Oh, my yeah. gosh. So I what I do is I go back to an age that comes up for me, and I go as the adult to that location wherever it happened, you know, to that, like, the house I lived in mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, And then I speak to the inner child. I speak to myself at that age and ask like, what do you need?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I talked about this a little bit on Instagram, but, um, what was so interesting for me this week was I had an incident when I was three where my mom wasn't being nice to me and I wanted her to forgive me and she wouldn't. And this whole time in my adult life, I thought of that, experience that I needed to tell myself, like, it's okay, it's not your fault, you know. But what I realized I really still needed to hear was, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Even though I hadn't done anything that needed to be forgiven. That has been so immensely healing for me. I can't even tell you, like, like, across the board in ways I would never have even predicted. So, I guess I want to, I'm trying to think of like what I can offer to other people is to really listen to what, if you're going to go back and look at your inner child, you know, whenever you're feeling the hurt to really tune in and say like, what do you need? Yeah. And even if it doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that didn't make sense to me. i that she needed to be forgiven, there was nothing to forgive, but still she needed to hear that.
0: Yeah, she doesn't know that. Yeah, ch- children, because when we're children, we internalize so many things. When things are unfair that happen to us, um, we think it's our fault. It's yeah. and especially if like there's an adult who should be taking care of us and they're yeah. not, mm-hmm. then you think, well, we just must not deserve that, or we must have deserved that kind of punishment, because it hurts worse to think, oh, someone's not taking care of me. When you're three, Yeah, exactly. you need to feel like someone's taking care of you. So you will say, oh, this was my mistake. Right. So as an adult, having compassion with that, and then remembering to look at our inner children the way that we look at children now as adults. Like, you didn't... Right. Well, you that's the deserve thing,
1: that. you didn't deserve that. That's the thing, like, that's what I would always say to myself. You didn't yeah. deserve I mean, that, it's I, not I, your oh, fault, yeah. but it. But what I really needed to hear was, like, what I wanted to hear from my mom at that
0: point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, that's so much pain, I feel so much pain connecting uh, with that, but it's so, uh, this is a good example of the work, the healing work that you do, that healers do, is looking going into that pain that's there Mm -hmm. there if we're just always trying to avoid it that's going to cause blocks it's going to cause depression it's going to cause us to be disconnected from our ability to manifest so when we go oh there's the pain and then we feel it and it's so much better to just feel it oh yeah than to try to avoid feeling it and then it doesn't last forever either you can move through it I mean well not yeah there there are things I, I mean there are certain things from our childhood that maybe will always hurt. But um, but by being honest about that and just letting it hurt and breathing into it, it actually feels so much better than trying to always push yeah. it away.
1: Well, the resistance is the thing that actually locks it into place. So yeah. when you're resisting it, it's like, I mean, I say this, I do this myself all the time. Like if I'm feeling a pain, it's like you have to just allow yourself to be in it. Just mm-hmm. and that's something I ask myself a lot. Can I allow myself to just welcome this feeling and le- and be in it, mm-hmm. and then you can let it go. But first, you have to really allow yourself to feel it, and it is so, you get over it so much faster by diving into it and letting it be there than bracing. And mm-hmm. embracing yourself.
0: And then letting there be levels of it too. Like yeah. that was the thing when I first started on this path. I remember getting frustrated when mm. the incarnation of it would come up again. Oh, yeah. I thought I was over this by now. But then you start to realize, oh, it's all part of the path. You enter into this. It's like a consistent surrendering and opening throughout your life to whatever arises within you or around you.
1: Yes. I mean, that's like a really common thing, especially – to feel that like what I'm not over this yet mm-hmm. you know especially people who do I mean not I love traditional therapy I do but I do feel like at a certain point it like you kind of um, need other things to make it more holistic maybe in tandem with it yeah but I do feel like people who have only done traditional therapy they often feel like I've been working on this for so long. Why aren't I over it?
0: You know? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of therapists now are starting to incorporate energy work now forms of shamanism that they wouldn't actually call shamanism, but that are, Oh, there's like, (laughs) I'm not an expert, but they're called, um, there's like initials. Oh,
1: EDMR. EDMR. Yeah. About this. Yeah, I do. The stuff for, um, PTSD, like to help PTSD. EDMR yeah. for PTSD. Yeah, yeah, when you move your eyes back and forth.
0: Um, it's it's just one, but I mean, I also yeah. personally know a couple of ther- – three, actually, therapists oh, wow. who are pagan and do not say aloud, I'm a pagan and I'm doing witchcraft on you, but they <laughs> – But they're still doing it on some level. So I think a lot of therapists do either covertly or or overtly in Mm -hmm. in accepted ways, you know. And I'm
1: sure, let's just say, I'm sure their clients agree to the quote-unquote witchcraft if it is that,
0: you know, it's not like
1: they're doing witchcraft. Oh, really? (laughs) They're not?
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) I don't. I mean, it's not like they say, hey, can I do a spell on you or something, but I think they uh, just incorporate energy. It's like they're just their awareness. Oh, right, just, right. It's not right. like a free will issue. It's yeah, like yeah, exactly. that they're just, just present exactly. in their full, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're just <laughs> present in their full being yeah. in that moment as a person who's aware of multi dimensions of healing. Uh-huh. um, but, yeah, but, I mean, also things like art therapy or dance therapy, totally. things that incorporate symbols, the whole body. movement, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole
1: experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that can be frustrating. But, listen, when you go through trauma, like, you're not going to just be over it in a minute, you know? So yeah. people have to I mean, people don't have to do anything, but yeah, I understand that so much. I empathize with that, like, why aren't I over this, you know, thing, but also you can't see yourself. So you can't see like growth is on a spiral and you can't see where you are in that spiral. And it feels like because you're hitting what seems like the same note, like that you're back at the beginning.
0: Yeah, and that there's blessings at every la- every yeah. level of your healing, you, you're internalizing wisdom and yeah. becoming deeper. And the pain, the trauma in the first place is an opportunity to get deeper and get more connected and become a person of greater wisdom and power.
1: Yes, definitely. I agree. Well, that, that was the energy report. Oh, wait, I have one more thing to say about the inner child work, which is... Um, if you are doing inner child work, one thing to be aware of is not to merge with your inner child when you're doing that work. So by that, I mean like sometimes if people are journaling or something like to their inner child, they they get caught up in the pain of it because they go back to being that age. And what that inner child really needs is the inner parent to be there next to them or with them as opposed to just the child again. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: so I just wanted to point that out because I think that's really easy to do to just get immersed again in the emotion.
0: Yeah, and I had a really interesting inner child realization when I was first Promoting my books, it was like the very when my first book came out in 2010. It was the very name of that book. That book was Magical Housekeeping. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, I was going to a um, metaphysical conference, and it was like the big metaphysical conference of the West Coast. And I was really nervous. I felt so nervous. I was like, Wayne Dyer might be there, and wow I don't belong there, and all of this kind of stuff. And I realized that my inner child thought that she, because she you know, the inner child helps us create things. So the inner child was so excited about her creation of this book. And she <laughs> thought, I have to go promote this book, but I'm just a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> so Aww. when I had the conversation with her, don't worry, you don't have to promote the book. All the adult. I will promote the book and you can just play. Oh, that's <laughs> cool nice i like
1: that did it work did you feel better? it totally
0: worked yeah oh, it was like great. that took the load off like as an adult i i know how to deal with this situation yeah <laughs> the inner child did it yeah that's and can, good in the inner adolescent too we often oh we yeah have like many ages ego stuff that comes up oh i want to impress everybody so you can then you can sometimes communicate with the inner adolescent like oh definitely. Okay, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I mean all ages. All ages. Even the inner twenty two year old or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're such
0: multi-dimensional beings.
1: Yes. Um, okay, well that was the energy report.
0: Woo! Thank
1: you. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so what is next? Um Our, um, yeah, what segment do we have
0: now? So now we have a segment we like to call, or I like to call, (laughs) or I am calling. Okay, great. I'm sure I'll like to call it that. After this first time of calling it that, I will like to call it (laughs) the, um, practical magic. That's the name of the segment. Practical magic. So I wanted to offer each week some ways that you can incorporate magic in your everyday life, like really just start to experience it. So this week, I want to talk about uh, spending conscious time with flowers. So communicating with flowers, receiving information and wisdom from flowers. Oh
1: my gosh, I really love this.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad. i talk to flowers. Oh, you should. You totally should. And you have them, right, around you right now. You have wildflowers. Yeah, I have a lot of flowers right now. So many.
1: Mm -hmm. What kind? Um, That's a great question, Tess. Um, Let's see. I know we have phlox. Do you know what phlox is?
0: No, not really. Oh,
1: phlox is my favorite.
0: I'm sure I at some point knew what it was.
1: Um, Well, it's like it's this it comes in like purple and pink and then over the thing about flowers here is they change into just regular green after a little mm-hmm. bit, not all of them, but there's two that I really like that do that. Um, and phlox is one. It's like, it comes out in first of purple and pink. And then like over the course of the month and it just like, and then it looks just like a cover of green. Mm. There's another one that I want to say f- forsyth. Wait, is that what? Oh, it's
0: forsythia it's forsythia yellow.
1: Yes, and then it turns green.
0: It's so pretty. I learned about it when I lived in Missouri for like, oh,
1: yeah,
0: pretty. Yeah,
1: I love forest, but I don't like that. Why do they have to go back to green?
0: Oh, the the green is really great. It is,
1: it is, Uh, it's pretty, but there's so much green, you know. Anyway, I don't want to. Hi, Jack. Your segment. Let's
0: well, we don't have flowers that. yet up here uh, in the Rockies. I did see. I went down to Boulder yesterday, and I did, which is like a, a few thousand feet lower. Uh huh. They did have some purple tulips. I saw some purple uh, tulips. And some daffodils. well there's a <laughs> oh, lot of daffodils exciting.
1: here, and a lot of day oh, yeah. lilies.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. In so, uh-huh. so I first started talking to or communicating with flowers, receiving information from flowers. When I went to a botanical garden uh, just by myself and I had a notebook and it happened to be a time when camellias, the camellias were in bloom and this was, oh, I was, I don't know, in my thirties. Okay. And um, at this particular botanical garden on the outskirts of LA, it's called Descanso Gardens. Mm -hmm. Have you been there? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so pretty. Yes. So they have a camellia forest and I went into the camellia forest, you know, and you can go off the trail. It's like not against the rules. Uh-huh. And I went <laughs> in the camellia forest and that's all I saw all around. me No people, just camellias in bloom. And I just sat down and um, looked at one of the red camellias and started breathing and relaxing and opening and I, mean, I don't really remember if this was my intention. It might have been. But I started to feel and sense a, a stream of guidance and healing that was coming. It was very specific. Was, I remember with the red camellia, it was about opening and healing the heart. It was about wow. um, bolstering the aura, the energy field, and, um, and about friendship and connecting with other people.
1: Whoa! It
0: was Wait, so cool. Did they
1: give you information like I don't know specifically about friendship, like people, or just like how to behave in friendships?
0: Or um, it was more at that point. It was universal wisdom because I, I just started kind of taking notes. It was. It, I wow. think that some people might call it channeling because yeah. it wasn't coming into my mind as English, but it was really easy for me to just instantly translate it into yeah, English. But I get that. I don't know if I would call it channeling personally, yeah. because it was more like I, the flower was just communicating in the way that flowers communicate.
1: That's exactly um, what I say about when I talk to like people of past or animals, I don't call yeah. it channeling because it's not like they get in my energy body. I just talk to them, you know, yeah. and sometimes they don't that. talk in words. Exactly. I'm just
0: mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes, exactly. it, yeah, they don't talk in words, but I know what they're saying.
0: This is beautiful, and this is such a great example of what I wanted to communicate in this practical magic segment is opening up to flowers, but also animals and trees Mm -hmm. and entering into this this multidimensional way of communicating with the entire planet.
1: Now, let me ask you something. To me, it feels a little sad sometimes to think about that because, like, if Mm -hmm. I see flowers that die, you know what I mean, or, like, not that die because everything dies, but just, like, maybe is smushed on the road or something Uh then do you feel sad about
0: that yeah sometimes it has happened to me I remember a time uh in Los Angeles when I saw this beautiful I don't know what it was it was some kind of wildflower or weed that was just so just really so healthy and vital that was like you said it was in a vacant lot and it was right by the sidewalk and I thought it's so, I, I tuned into its vulnerability. Like it's just rooted there and it's so happy in this moment in the sunlight and anything could happen to it in that in that space. And yeah. I think with animals too, I mean, I have the kind uh, of the same thing with animal communication that it almost like, I almost don't even want to see if oh, I could tune in because it might just break my heart over and over again. Oh,
1: well, you know what? I guess I can take the same lesson from animals that, bec- that I, I mean, and I can apply it to flowers because animals, I, we as humans project a lot onto them. Um Like for them, it's less, Well, they don't take things personally, so it doesn't feel as, like, oh, deep, like, ego, like, sad kind of thing. Not to say they can't feel sad because they can, obviously, and do, but it's different. It's less, like, it's more like what we were talking about before about feeling the feeling and then it just goes through. It doesn't, like, it's more painful when you hold on to the feeling and they, like, let it go and it's like information and it's just kind of like here and then it's not here
0: and you know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost for some reason that like I can see that that they're so open to life. I mean it's the same with flowers and trees that okay. they're just so surrendered and open to life that it almost almost like i want to protect them more because of that like they don't have that ego ability to tell themselves stories about yeah and you're right though ultimately that would be less pain but for some reason with animals especially it's hard for me to go into that you
1: know how i am with animals i have 13 cats
0: and you're an expert in cat rescue
1: yeah and three dogs so but um (laughs) <laughs> um, but you know what? You're making me realize it's it's the stories that create the pain. It's not the feeling.
0: And that's what we hang on to. Yes. The it's amazing the the all of the details of how humans tell ourselves stories. <laughs> like yes. what that means. How it affects the world and our own lives is just staggering.
1: Yeah. Right? And that is what makes it so much harder. I mean, like there is like this – dog right now that's loose in our neighborhood that's really upsetting me because someone just dumped him and it's been a week and we can't catch him um and I've been feeling really terrible about him um and we've got a dog trap now we're trying but um but I'm just realizing as you're talking like he it's because he doesn't have those stories that it's not as hard for him like it mm-hmm. sucks I'm sure it's not fun to be starving and running and abandoned but um but it's like for us it'll be like oh uh, 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 you know what I like mean nobody like,
0: loves me and this yes. is like a story about me yeah yes
1: and they do feel abandonment feelings I will say that like but it's different it really it, and yeah
0: anyway but i do think that it's the way that we both are tuning into this like sensitivity it is an example of the courage of being on the spiritual path and being awake to energy it's like to continually open up to that and feel that and allow that and to learn how to let that in more and more the yeah. all the pain and all the grief because that is also what allows us to experience all the love and all the joy and all the inspiration. It's all connected.
1: Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was wondering the other day because I talked to, you know, a bunch of people that have passed and they seem pretty blissful.
0: Hmm. And
1: I was just like, well, wait a minute. Why do they get to feel only the blissful? (laughs) You know, because we often say like when someone, when you're grieving, like, well, that just means you loved that deeply. You know, if you're grieving deeply, that means you love deeply Mm -hmm. which is true, but when you pass, it's like you really just get all the love feeling. Mm -hmm.
0: Because that's all that's real anyway, because it's Uh, just an illusion when we're in this realm. That's right. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) All right. So how can we talk to plants? Okay.
0: So, um, yeah, so everyone can do this. And I have witnessed this over and over again when I do flower my flower magic, um, Workshops because I ended up writing a book, The Magic of Flowers, where I went to Discanso Gardens and I did that. I repeated this uh, process with many, many blossoms. And every time I, it worked, it had, I, I worried, oh no, this today is going to be the day. Oh, wow. Talk to me. But it, every time it did, and every time the flower had something totally unique a, a unique it's an infusion of energy and it's a download of wisdom and wow. so everyone can do this okay what you do is and it's best if you could go out on a sunny day when the blossom is in sun a living blossom okay. you can also do it with cut flowers because that's what i do in my workshops often but mm-hmm. a blossom that's growing that's in the sunlight mm-hmm. and go to one you're drawn to gaze at it breathe Relax and begin by just enjoying the way the blossom looks. Look at the color, look at the texture, look at the way it's moving in the breeze. Just start there. Flowers love that. It's a way of you offering, um, offering love, offering approval, offering energy to the flower and the flower can feel it. Flowers love, I mean, there's a reason why they're a symbol of a universal symbol of beauty to humans. They they evolved to be that they evolved to be beautiful. Yeah. So you start there and then, um, you just, it's like, I compare it to when you are reading a novel and you come back to it and you have to sort of read the the paragraph that you're on, you have to maybe sometimes read it three times before you start to be locked into the story. And then you uh, forget that you're reading, you know that yeah, mm-hmm. you're just in it. Then you're just like, you're in it. Yeah, right. It's kind of like that when you're locking in with the flower, what you do is instead of, you know, like looking, reading the paragraph three times, you just keep being present with it, with the beauty, with the appearance of it and breathing. And eventually it locks in and you start to feel a feeling and you start to notice wisdom that's channeling through and it it takes time and attention just a little bit but more than we're used to you know we're used to walking through a botanical garden being like oh the roses oh the violets you know the lilacs Mm -hmm. but if you just really just stop and look and breathe you know within minutes you'll begin to receive this download and And to do that regularly, it's like, it's an energy healing. And it's kind of like, like if you've ever done, taken, um, vibrational remedies, like flower essences, Mm -hmm, have you ever mm -hmm. taken those? Yeah. It's the same concept, only it involves actually being present with the flower. Cause that's vibrational, the vibrational wisdom and healing energy of a flower preserved in water and brandy. When you're present with the flower and you consciously connect your energy and your consciousness with it, then you receive that same kind of energetic shift. It's a, and it works on the emotional level. So you can tune into how it makes you feel.
1: Wow. I love that. That is so great. And I know that's also true with like stones. Do you find that true? Like, mm-hmm. do you do the same thing with crystals?
0: It's a really similar, I mean, it's similar and different. They're okay. of course, slightly different in, in a way that the flower, cause flowers are so fleeting they're like, they're actually like energy. They're like visible, a tangible. They're the most um, tangible form of energy. Usually uh-huh. it's invisible to the human eye, but it's like right. just there they are color. Yeah. <laughs> color and energy. It's just, it's amazing that we can actually see. So it's, it's a different, I feel like it's kind of, it's a more living kind of feeling, even though I feel like definitely the crystals have consciousness too, it's uh-huh. a, but it's a different,
1: it's funny, kind of. yeah. I'd like to hear maybe next time about how you, if you do, you talk to crystals.
0: I mean, I tune into crystals. Yeah, it's just a slightly different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. But I don't know well, how it, it's, it's I, how it's different. Yeah, I mean, I do because I know a lot of people. I took a stone medicine healing class, and um, so um, I know a lot of people really hear what the crystals are saying to them. And I haven't – it's not something natural to me, but I wonder if I use your process that you just described with flowers if I was a little more patient instead of just being like, why aren't you talking to me?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it is I, – when I think about it, I do – like, I will hold them and be like, okay, what is this vibration? Like, if I'm – you know, I, I sometimes will do Instagram posts about what different crystals – Oh, uh-huh. What they what their messages are. And so I, it's kind of just like, oh, it does this, like, it's not, <laughs> no, it's hard to Oh, okay,
1: I can. It. It's just kind of like, life.
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a vibration that is like living, like all things are living, mm-hmm. but it's, um, I don't know, I can't, I, I can't really describe why it's different than the flower situation. It's more of well, just like, oh, this is what it does. I'll, I'll just like, I can feel it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I do wonder if maybe certain people, because like I'm very attuned to animals and dead people, <laughs> but like less so with, so, although like I'm holding this labradorite right now, and that is the first time, like when I held onto this labradorite and I was having a hard time with my dad, and then I just happened to grab it, it was like it sucked up all my anxiety.
0: See, and then you felt that. So that, yeah, that's, that's kind of that's like cool. how it works with me too.
1: I see. Yeah, it's the most potent time I've ever experienced. I mean, I've had certain crystals for years, like, and
0: it's I a dynamic. Them,
1: but yeah, it's a
0: dynamic. It's a dynamic. That's a way I would explain it, that okay. it's not so much like, here's a me- living message from a living being. It's more like, oh, this is how this energy is working right now. I see. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm that helps me all too. right well if
1: anyone oh i guess we can mention it later but yeah if anyone wants to write in about their experiences with those two
0: yeah you know, i was gonna say that. that this be could great. yeah this could be your homework this week is go talk to a flower or go talk mm-hmm. to a crystal mm-hmm. and then send us a message and let us know how it went
1: yeah or if you already talked to crystals man, let us know
0: mm-hmm. we so, want to know
1: yeah, we do. We want to
0: know. Um,
1: <laughs> and we'll give that information at the end, how to reach us. Um, okay, so is this our last segment?
0: Yeah. Do we want to do some readings for each other now?
1: Oh, yeah. I I just realized that I don't have my um, deck with me. Just give okay. me one moment. All right, so we're going to pull some cards for each other. Do you have a preference? Would you like the Wisdom of the Oracle or the Akashic Tarot? Mm, it's really the, an
0: Oracle deck also. The, the Akashic Tarot is calling to me.
1: Okay, great.
0: And I just grabbed my magic, my very own Magic of Flowers Oracle.
1: Oh, I love it. Which you can, We, you know what, we should have like a show notes where we can link to. Um,
0: oh yeah, that's right. And For so sure. Can see where Check you can... out our show notes. Mm-hmm. To find... <laughs> the, your <laughs> Oracle <laughs> deck.
1: Um, so now when we give each other, we're going to give each other a one card reading. Right? One card. Okay. Um, I mean, that's what I'm, yeah, I yeah. Think so. And then I'm um, asking all of you wonderful listeners. Maybe you can, See if you, just like how um, I have found that there's a lot of similarities in my clients um, week to week, see if either of these resonate with you.
0: Yeah, and we also want to set the intention that they will, that they will yes, be appropriate right. for each of us, but that they will also be appropriate to all or many of our listeners.
1: That's right. It will serve everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, should we ask a question or just like the for the week?
0: I mean, I was just going to tune in and just draw a card for you, but do you want to, do you have a question?
1: Like a question for the, like, what is the medicine for the week?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what will serve you best this week to know? I like um, that. that Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so you go first. Okay, I'm going to do my little tune-in. I honor the divine. I align with the divine. I am divine. There's a divine shield of light around me so that all messages I receive and communicate are real, true, clear, and from love. In the highest and truest good of myself and Natasha, thank you. And all our listeners. And all our listeners. Love it. Assert. So this is my snapdragon card and this is a speak your truth card. Ah. She's like, there's, you got, you listeners can't see this, but there's a woman standing in a field of snapdragons in a really sassy posture. Mm. (laughs) She looks very grounded and confident and ready to just say what is true for her. So, Hey, that's like
1: what we were saying at the beginning of the show about how we just say the thing.
0: We just say the thing. Yeah, but it looks like for you, saying the thing is going to serve you well this week. Okay. Some life area to feel, to feel like when I look at you and I look at this card and what I mean by look at you is look at you energetically. It's like, um, I see, I see that posture for you, like standing with your feet flat on the earth and, um, knowing that you belong here knowing that you deserve to be here and knowing that you deserve to be here just as much as everyone else deserves to be here. Wow
1: that's intense Tess.
0: Does that resonate with you? Well, it's
1: also because that's part of what I was dealing with with the inner child stuff when I said to her I forgive you it was like that message is, and you have a right to be here. Like, oh, I, you're forgiven, and you yeah. have a right to be here. Like, yeah. exist here. You don't have to be forgiven, but you are forgiven, and that, you know, yeah, you have a right to be here. Yeah.
0: So then I'm seeing that now that you're saying that it's like that reality of knowing that keep feeding that so it's like I see it like like a flickering flame of a vision that feeds send your light send your attention to that and then like the other one is fading away and just that you don't deserve to be here like just letting that it might be like an echo in the background for a while but the more you remind yourself yeah yeah I deserve to be here and and maybe there's the optical illusion that I don't but it's not true it's not real.
1: Right. Yeah, I already feel that, like what you're saying, that it's kind of fading into the background. Um, I do say, okay, well, I'm not even going to preface it. Let's do yours. Now, I don't do my little message out loud, um, but I just connect to my highest light and universal highest light. And I'm just going to take a moment. To take it in and say what is Tessa's medicine for the week that she needs to hear and our listeners okay oh on track mm. one of scrolls now I liked you already know your book because you wrote it but I do like to look and read what it says when I do my energy healing work I don't use cards but I still love oracle cards me too um but um yeah whenever I like I'm one of those people that still need that still looks up stuff and then I, I sometimes do too you do it depends
0: on how long I've had the deck
1: yeah well you didn't make
0: that
1: so the meaning is although travel can be indicated are you traveling? You are. I am traveling oh, this week. Oh, look at that. So that's part <laughs> of it. The meaning is often about your choices and directions. You may have been ambivalent about taking a certain track in your life with regard to a project, a relationship, a career directive, or even a location. But now it's time to decide if you're not quite as assured as you like to be. The engine is smoking. There's direction that compels you. So get on board. You will not falter. Woohoo! How do you feel about that? Do you think? How are you feeling about your trip?
0: Oh, I feel good about it. I feel like that seems, though, like more universal. Um, not for you;
1: it's for the Gen Pop, general what?
0: population. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I Natasha mean, is always using slang that I don't know. <laughs> um, no, no, I mean for for me, but not about uh, the trip. But uh, okay. That, like Because I, mm-hmm. I definitely feel like that's validation of, um, of where I am in a lot of areas. So mm-hmm. since I turned 40, I'm actually 41 now mm-hmm. since I turned 40 and I have been feeling more and more at home in my life and in my skin and feeling like, mm-hmm. you know what, this is the direction my life is going and has gone and that my career mm-hmm. is going. And that's right. That's, It feels on track. Yeah, being into it. Yeah, and to trust it instead of um, just questioning, is this the right way? Am I doing it right? You know, I mean, more and more throughout my life, I think I've been kind of like locking into that. But Mm -hmm. And with my relationship too, just like feeling safe in Mm -hmm. all areas, safer and safer in my life. I talk about how, um, or I have talked about how, I feel like having been in a relationship for 20 years, cause now this is Ted and That's I have been amazing. together for 20 years. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. We I met mean, when I was 21. Wow. Yeah. So I, I feel like maybe you have this too. I feel like I have now, I have had a happy childhood because mm-hmm. of this relationship that feels so much like home and so much like family to me. It feels mm. so safe and reliable that, um, that's more so nice. and more. Yeah. So you haven't
1: been feeling this week about like that. There's different directions. You are. are you like exploring any different directions right now?
0: Well, I mean, I'm starting a podcast. Oh, you are? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> and, and I've wanted to for so long. Oh, I've,
1: yay.
0: Yeah, for That's so I mean, so long I have wanted to have a radio show, even before podcasts were a thing. I was like, yeah. I want a radio show. Oh, wow. So, yeah, awesome. so this is super exciting. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also wrapping up a project. And so then oh, that. Because yeah. um, I
1: of do a, see like different when i just take a little energetic snapshot i see you like exp- i for some reason i'm seeing like three lines like hmm here 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 like looking at three different directions
0: kind of yeah. or three
1: different like maybe they're projects i don't know
0: yeah i mean i could definitely see that cuz i'm right in this time i mean literally today i finished the final well one like one stage of final edits for a project oh, and wow. it mm-hmm. is at a point where i'm like okay now it's going to be time to Think of it. Well, I, I so podcast, <laughs> there's a the uh-huh. podcast. And then I'm working on my planner. Cause you know how I do a planner with uh, my friend Jennifer Joy. And exciting. this will be the third one for 2020. So I'm like halfway through that, starting mm-hmm. the podcast and then just wrapped up this other project that I'm talking about. And okay. then, so once the planner is also off the table, then mm-hmm. I will really be like, what's the next project going to be? Uh-huh. And I'm definitely thinking about, Mm -hmm. what that might
1: be I think that's what the card is saying like there's all these different directions and you're on track you're like you're doing it I mean you are the most prolific person I know it's
0: just my
1: goodness like wow
0: thank you for saying that I mean
1: don't you feel that?
0: No. You're I the feel. head
1: mistress of Hogwarts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I often am like, I I almost always am like, okay, I gotta really get on the stick here. Gotta- oh my
1: gosh. This is why you got that card, Tess. It's like you're <laughs> on track. You're on track. Thank it's you. okay.
0: You're on track. Not you. just
1: it's okay, but it's like going great.
0: Okay. Now I can feel that. I can feel that. Okay, Instead of good. like always being like, well, and I'm kind of being lazy here. You got to work a little harder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. Okay. Thank you for that. I can you know, that.
1: and I also see that maybe, yeah, that could make you kind of exhausted if you mm-hmm. never feel like you're, it's like, I see that and I see like that exhaustion could leave your space the more you affirm, like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you, it gives you a breath, time to take a How breath.
0: Ready? Yeah. Thank you. Well,
1: you're welcome, and this is great. Yeah,
0: this is so fun. <laughs> Let us
1: know if you resonate with either of those. Um, um, If you don't, just, you know, you can keep that to yourself, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need to know if it didn't. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Well, not really. Um uh, really. and not really. I'm I'm speaking like <laughs> I got You're
0: asserting.
1: Asserting. That's right. I'm asserting. And by the way, my vision board this year, my um my goal was not asserting but expressing.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So that's in line with that.
0: Um,
1: So to wrap up, what should we say um, where people can go? Oh, we actually don't even know where they can go to find this yet, but I think it's probably going to be on iTunes. Um, If you're listening to this, you are already, you found
0: it. You must have found it somewhere. (laughs) Good job. Good job. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, If you want to write to us with any, well, what kind of questions are we taking?
0: um you have thoughts about- <laughs> questions about living the magic life about mm-hmm. activating your intuition mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. That's rituals good. spells manifestations yes
1: yes that's all good feng shui oh yeah um yeah so really everything or anything magical any energy questions you might have um you can write to us at magic monday podcast at gmail.com Mm-hmm. um and are do you know where the show notes will be yet is it gonna be yeah
0: uh should we have them on that one page yeah or- for now I, I guess we that could looks- do another at least you can find if they're not on the page you'll be able to find where they are if you okay. go to com slash monday dash no slash nope. magic <laughs> One more time. Okay. You can go to com <laughs> slash magic-monday-podcast. Dash dash
1: Great. Um, and also, if you just go to com, I think there's a thing that says
0: Oh, podcast. yeah, podcast. podcast. Yes,
1: yeah, so you can just click mm-hmm. on that. Yes.
0: And what about you, Natasha? Where can people get a hold of you?
1: Well, they can get a hold of me at highestlighthealing.com. And... I'm also on Instagram at Highest Light Healing. Oh, and you, where are you on Instagram?
0: I am Tess4444.
1: So I think that's all the business. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you.
0: Yes, thank you so much for listening and have a magical, beautiful week. Yes. Yeah.